Pampara! <laughs> Here we go! Yee-haw! Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside. And here today is Julie Schultz. Yay! <laughs> oh, good. You caught your cue this time. <laughs> Last time you just sat there. Welcome, Julie. <laughs> Welcome to me. Welcome. So we are going to do something brand new today that we're super excited about, but also we don't know if it's going to go well. So you're going to have to just give us some feedback Mm -hmm. and let us know what you think. But we have a new curriculum that came out last school year. It's going into its second year. There's been a lot of people that used it last school year in a digital form. People printed it out at home or they used it on an iPad, but it just came out recently this past spring in print form as well. It's called Add the Wonder Nature Curriculum. It is a multi-age cross-curricular curriculum that you can do with your whole family. We've together all the subjects and so you're learning in a way that's cohesive it helps you to remember it's also just fascinating it is it is so cool to learn about the things that surround us and it's interesting that through the topics through the study of sunflowers through the study of caves through the study of bears you can learn history you can learn geography you can learn about different career choices you can learn science obviously you can learn math and english and writing and vocabulary and all these different things and so because we're so excited about these topics yes yes We thought we would do a series on the different topics that are part of our Add the Wonder Year One. So there are 15 two-week units that are available that will take you 30 weeks of the year, but probably more because we like to go in depth and follow rabbit trails. Kids get interested in different things. And so our units tend to take three weeks, occasionally four. So as it last you a full school year, possibly into a second school year, 15 units that are already available and 15 more are coming out in the fall. But We thought it'd be fun to just talk about the different topics, just so that you can get a sense of how you can learn in a cohesive way. And if you're more interested in this type of learning, you can check out the curriculum, but also just because nature's a fun thing to talk about. It is, and there's so much. We did a clouds unit study, but it could have been so much longer. But our goal for this was to expose your family to each topic and you can jump off where it interests you to jump off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so clouds are one of the things that are the most accessible to people around the world. They are different clouds, they change day by day. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it would be boring if we just had a blue sky. Mm. Blue sky days are great. We're in Michigan, so we get a lot of cloudy days right now. It's a cloudy day, skies look gray. So it gets kind of annoying, but it is the truth that if it's blue all the time, that'd be boring too. So blah, 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 blah. we have this variety above us and the clouds give us something to learn about and to learn through the study of clouds, all sorts of interesting things. So we are going to start with the show is about to begin. And this is a good one for your kids. Bring your kids around right? Yeah, they can learn yeah. about clouds and then they can talk to other people about clouds because truth be told, I didn't know what the names of the clouds were until very recently, and I've heard the words, but I wouldn't have been able to match which one went with which one. But we are starting with the godfather of clouds. Mm Mm-hmm. Cumulus, right? No, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. Well, okay, so this is this is the confusing part. There is a man named the Godfather of Clouds, and then there is King of the King of Clouds, which is Cumulonimbus. So, okay. 
I'm not qualified. But you will love our curriculum. <laughs> it's fantastic. So the Godfather, that, that is confusing though. So we're going to be talking about the Godfather of Clouds, which is a person. <laughs> and the king of the clouds, the king of all the clouds they talk about is Cumulonimbus. So we're going to be talking about that one at the end because that one's really exciting. Theory. Someone actually fell through a king of clouds. I went Cumulon through one. And you went through one mm -hmm. in a plane, which is pretty rare. Usually they try and go over them. But we're starting with the Godfather of Clouds. Check your notes, Julie. Except you have to come down <laughs> yeah. through the clouds to get back on the earth. Well, yes, but they say like if the if you're going toward a cumulonimbus, you should go up and over over the top and not go through it, like how you went through it, because it's actually pretty crazy in there. So we'll get to that at the end, though. We're going to start with the Godfather of Clouds. And Julie would check her Which notes. Is Luke. Is <laughs> she even has a kid named Luke? Luke Howard. Yes. Luke Howard is considered the godfather of clouds because here is what's crazy. Until 1802, there was no classifications of clouds. Whoa! No one had any way to talk about the different types of clouds that there are until Luke came they along. They were just all clouds. Just clouds. And really before that. Yeah, they were nothing. Okay, so it was not until the 13th century that clouds even had a name. Yeah, what would like, they what do? They call them? They'd be like, look at that. Look at that. Look at the white thing up there. Yeah, so it comes from... They probably called them white thing. They probably... <laughs> mm -hmm. They were called... No, no. The old English word for cloud is clud, and it means lump of land or lump of rock. And in the 13th century, the scientists said clud could also mean lump of water. So maybe they called them lump of water. Maybe they did. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no name for clouds at all until the 13th century, and then... The classifications didn't come along till the 1800s mm -hmm. from the godfather luke howard <laughs> who was a quaker and a pharmacist and he went to they had like these little society meetings where they talked about intellectual things and they probably were a little more exclusive better. than us well, like better <laughs> <Yeah>. at this <laughs> i don't know they didn't have any lacroix but they would come to these meetings and luke was really influenced by linnaeus yep and Linnaeus is the classification of different things. And actually, he's talked about quite a bit in our curriculum. Yes, he is. Wonder. So Luke Howard had been influenced by him and came up with a classification for clouds based off of Latin words that we still use today. Mm -hmm. His assessment of the different types of clouds, which I think is pretty interesting. You'd have to really be astute in studying the changes from day to day to be able to take them and to separate them into different categories. Mm -hmm. And so... What we hope is that when you leave today, first of all, if this is interesting to you, you're going to check out the curriculum, add the Wonder Clouds unit, and you could get 10% off that by using the code CLOUDS10, CLOUDS10 if you want to check it out, it's digital or print, CLOUDS10, but oh, I should do Cloud9, but I'm not, it's CLOUDS10 because it's 10% off, but we are going to be talking about Cloud9, which is super interesting. We're hoping that you come away having a solid grasp, whether you're 8 years old, 12 years old. 15 years old, you know Bella Wagner listens to the podcast. Aww. She wants to say hi to Bella. Hi, Bella. So, Bella, <laughs> when we see you next, we are hoping that you will know the different classifications of clouds. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today and just kind of weave the conversation around that. But the unit mm -hmm. encompasses way more than what we're going to be talking about today. So, there are three Latin words yes. that Luke used to describe these different types of clouds. So, we are going to start with the Latin word stratus. Yes, which it's important to know, and we learn this in many units, so your kids will learn this, that there's a common name and then a scientific name, and the scientific names are in Latin, like for plants and animals, um, mm -hmm. Carl Linnaeus, 
And it's because Latin, it's across, it's universal. Mm -hmm. So it's a way for scientists to talk about something universally. So clouds are the same because Luke Howard, the godfather, the godfather. of clouds. The godfather. Yes. So cumulo mm -hmm. means pile or heap. Mm -hmm. But we're starting with stratus. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Our first one, because we did order them and we have notes in front of us. Our first one that we're talking about is stratus. <laughs> stratus. Tell us, Julie, what does stratus mean? Stratus is my least favorite cloud. Um, we see stratus six months out of the year in Michigan, and it means spread out. It's the gloomy blanket cloud of just gray. Of just nothing. 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 Stratus. So yeah. I remember it by status. Because I feel like it's like, you know, when people post their status, I'm feeling gloomy, I'm feeling sad. It's like, it just kind of remains. It also means layer. Wait, when people post their status? Like, like when on Facebook, people be like, I'm feeling gloomy. Oh, you know, like it was people's like statuses make you gloomy? Like a long time ago. People don't do that anymore. But remember, oh, okay. that was like the first oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you were like right. Facebook like 10 years ago, if you're not mm -hmm. as old as us, you're not going to know what we're mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. But people would post their status. That's yes. what they would say. And they would be like, I'm feeling gloomy. And it would last. Like, you know, that would be like for your whole day. So a stratus cloud is that one that kind of layers everywhere. And it also is what fog is. Yes. Yeah. Low-lying stratus clouds are fog. Mm -hmm. So the stratus cloud is a big blanket. You could think of it as a big blanket and it's gloomy. And when it comes down to ground level, that's fog or mist. And this is blanketing over Michigan for a good part of the year. But what some people say is that it makes the blue skies seem a little bit better. I don't believe it. I, I think it does. <laughs> okay, so we're going to teach you another Latin word. This Latin word is nimbus. Nimbus. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any way to relate it to anything, but nimbus means rain. And so we're going to combine the two. And so a nimbo, nimbo stratus is a, like a, basically a blanket of rain. Yep. So sometimes we've had trips, car trips, where we've road tripped to different places and for hours and hours, we are just getting dumped on. You have no notes. <laughs> Why do you keep looking at your page? There's like nothing written up there. Look at mine. <laughs> Jenny, the notes are I have to tell you head. that I'm sitting next to Julie <laughs> and I've got this like six page packet of notes and Julie just has the word written stratus, but then... <laughs> But the thing about it is she keeps looking at it. Like there's nothing else on there. You only wrote I also have a LaCroix and I keep burping. <laughs> you only wrote the word. <laughs> Why do you keep looking at it? It's not, nothing is magically going to come off your paper, Julie. Do you need my notes? And I keep noising my chair. Okay, so the nimbo stratus yes. is your big old rainstorm. Mm -hmm. So some storms come through yes. and... It's the the exciting storms come through and they're like quick. Yeah. That's not a nimbo stratus. Mm -mm. Nimbo stratus is the big blanket. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> you can just make sound effects. <laughs> Since you have no notes. <laughs> okay, but this is actually really an interesting thing. <laughs> this is basically just a podcast where you came to listen to us laugh. So Bella, I hope you're enjoying okay. it. Okay. Thanks for being here. Right. But stratus, we hope you get it. This is the blanket, the stratus, the layer, your status. It like it lasts for a long time. And so the nimbo stratus is like just the big old rainstorm. And here's what's interesting about the stratus cloud is that it has been used in war technique. <laughs> I'm trying to lead in, give you something. <laughs> no, nothing. 
All right. You mean the fog? Yeah, that's a stratus cloud. Yes, which is low-lying. The foggiest stratus. It is. There's been many times, actually, when we were researching this, that clouds have changed history. But one time was during the Revolutionary War. It literally changed history. It made like a curtain. You'll learn about it if you do the clouds unit. But it made a curtain that allowed us to get over the river. Yeah. Without being seen by the British. Yeah, so really interesting. There's actually a lot of different war stories that were affected by the weather. And the government has tried, governments across the world have tried to seed the clouds to change the weather. So interesting things about that. They would put in it like um, dry, ice? dry ice. Dry ice. They would try and put dry ice okay. in the clouds yes. and try and change things. And I don't think it's been super successful. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there was a story where someone tried to change the weather for like a certain event, a sports event or mm-hmm. some big festival, and it didn't work. But that is something that has been tried to affect the weather mm-hmm. just for different war scenarios. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody, and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. And so by learning about the stratus cloud, you know, you're learning about science, you're learning about geography, you're learning about history, different careers that you could have. So the stratus cloud and the nimbostratus. And here's something super interesting. What shape is a raindrop? Mm, a raindrop shape. Okay. So I would have thought up until very recently that a raindrop is the shape of a tear. Yep. A little teardrop, right? That's how I would draw. Like I would draw the big cumulus cloud, the big fluffy cloud. And then you draw the little raindrops and it looks like little tears, like what comes out of your faucet or what comes out of your eye. But a raindrop is actually shaped like the top of a hamburger bun. That's so crazy. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So that's what they're shaped like. And I need to view that now. I know the top half of a hamburger bun. Mm -hmm. So the nimbostratus, if you're in a big rainstorm, here's something interesting that's been said about stratus clouds is that they really make everything else seem more special. And so this is one of the quotes that we read about the stratus cloud. Stratus is like the magician's silk, whipped away just when we think all is lost to reveal once more the spectacle of the sky. So that was written by a man named Gavin, who started the, we're gonna talk about this at the end, who started the Cloud Appreciation Society. Mm And that's his book, right? Cloud yeah. Scatter's Guide. And that is in our recommended resources. Yeah. He actually has two books that are in our recommended mm-hmm. resource list. The Cloud Spotter's Guide, 
which is the science, history, and culture of clouds. He's the founder of the Cloud Appreciation Society. So this is like the background. And then he wrote another book called 365 Skies from the Cloud Appreciation Society. It's called The Cloud a Day. And it gives all these examples. And they're, they're very cool. cool. All these different pictures. So yeah, that is part of the clouds unit. Those are two of the recommended books on there. So Stratus, everyone's got it. You think they got mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Bella, do we think Bella knows? Least favorite cloud. And it is true. Though. Well, okay. But I'm going to argue because also the Stratus cloud is the one that if you're watching a sunset, that's what's going to turn like reds and, you know, as the sunlight hits it and it looks really pretty at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. But well, during the day, eh. Not good. But by the end of this day, it's supposed to be sunny and I don't believe it. So it's like your quote. Like yeah, when all hope reveal. is lost, I'm like, no, it's never going to be sunny. It's going to reveal itself. So that's the Stratus cloud. It comes from the Latin word layer. Yes. And it spreads Spread out. out. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're moving on to Cirrus. Cirrus. Yes. Yes. This is the highest cloud. Mm -hmm. It's made of ice crystals. And this is the cloud. It's like the thin wispies. That's what we call them in our family. And they're super cool. They're really like pretty. A, they they say pretty. it's the most photogenic yep. cloud. I think they're pretty. And you can stare at the shape of them because the shape of them is caused by the wind. Mm -hmm. But they're real wispy. They don't have like super defined sides. Yep. People call them mare's tails, yep. like a horse tail mm -hmm. some of the time. And it comes from the word wispy. Is that correct? I don't know what the Latin word is. Something like oh, that. The Wispy. Latin word is curl. Oh, you know why? Because they talked about Luke Howard and he talked about it like a little, like a child's curl, yeah. like the curl of their a little hair. Curl. Like a little curl. So that's a serious cloud. And there's a lot of fun sayings from these different clouds. So there's one that says mackerel and scales and mare's tails make loft ships carry low sails. It's mm -hmm. talking about the wind mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the wind coming through. And if there's lots of mare's tails, it can tell you about the direction of the wind and yeah. we talk about some of these sayings in here too because they really stick with you yeah the sayings are fun uh-huh let's tell us some other ones i like when the fog because this is about stratus when the fog goes up the mountain hopping mm -hmm. then the rain comes down the mountain dropping in hamburger shapes mm -hmm. hamburger that's a good one shapes. yeah how about this one this one's going to be for cumulus and this one says in the morning mountains in the evening fountains oh these are so cute. Those are cute. I really like them. So definitely that one about mare's tails. They're often called mare's, mm -hmm. mare's tails. White, feathery, the highest ones up there. Mm -hmm. And so Bella should be able to identify them. Yep. Now. And if there's just a few, it indicates like, hey, the weather's pretty great. And if there are a lot of cirrus clouds, it usually indicates a weather shift within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. that Interesting. Was yeah, I definitely can use the clouds. And so I feel like, you know, it's like hundreds of years ago, I'm sure they were predicting the weather, but mm -hmm. they didn't have any words for the clouds. So it's such an interesting mm -hmm. thing. Okay, so we're on a cumulus. Cumulus are the, the godfather of clouds, the king of the clouds, I know. The godfather is Luke. <laughs> <laughs> These are my favorite. But we're clouds. actually not there yet. We're not to cumulonimbus. We're at cumulus. And they are my cumulus. favorite. These are the clouds that every child in the whole world draws in the sky mm -hmm. with little m shapes for birds and a flat little line for grass these are the ones and, and then the favorite. little fluffy clouds they're yep. called cumulus and they have a defined edge and really the cumulonimbus which we're going to talk about next because remember nimbus means rain mm -hmm. those are the big rain clouds but before they get really big and mountainous like that these are the ones that a lot of times people use and they try and guess the shape or they try and make up what the shape could be. And in that a cloud a day book, 
It is so cool. There's ones that look like a cat, ones that look like a bird. They're phenomenal. And no one wants to listen to us looking at pictures of a book that they can't see. <laughs> but I am actually going to show you while we're sitting here because I just thought they were so cool. I wrote down some of the page numbers. People are going to have to check it out. But these are the ones where you're looking up and you're like, what is that shape? And you could play this all day long. And this one has, look at that cat. Mm -hmm. It's like over the whole city. Mm -hmm. It's so neat. Yeah, that is cool. Actually, Ginny, yeah. I read that there used to be a mental illness called pareidolia. Well, it used to be a sign of a mental illness if people could see objects in the clouds or on trees or any parts of nature. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, hundreds of years ago, but it was looked at as like a very negative thing. And now it's seen as a sign of creativity. It sure is. Mm -hmm. What do you see in the clouds? So those are the cumulus. So cumulus are the ones where when you go outside, and that comes from the Latin word heap mm -hmm. or pile. Heap or pile. It's like a it's a pile of droplets all together. So there's a really famous one called lenticularis, and that's the one that a lot of times people are mistaking for UFOs. a UFO, like a flying yeah. saucer. So it's got a specific shape, the lenticularis, and there's a lot of within all of these different types of clouds. There's a lot of very unique ones. Uh, there's the wave clouds and there's the mackerel sky. There's sun dogs, moon dogs, really all sorts of things I didn't even realize existed. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of different types of cumulus clouds. And in fact, for each of these categories, stratus, cirrus, and cumulus, there are many different varieties of those that people could learn about and research. But just to know those three main words, you'd be able to name mostly yeah. everything yeah. that you see. Yep. And lenticular clouds don't produce rain. Interesting Fun fact. Yeah. Yep. So they can never be a nimbo. They'll never be like a nimbo lenticularis. Mm -hmm. And lenticularis in Latin means lens. Isn't that, that interesting? No, yeah. I didn't say that. And it looks like a lens. I've never seen one in real life. I haven't either. Just I haven't pictures, seen that one. But I'm looking now. And they're formed by wind blowing across the mountain range and then condensing. Oh, and yeah. And it turns into a... Yeah, you have lens. to have that high, those high yeah. things. You have to have the mountains in order to form... Which is why I've never seen them, yeah. yeah, they're not in Michigan. But if you live in a place that's mountainous, it's highly likely that you've seen one of mm -hmm. those types of clouds. Since we've been studying clouds, though, I have seen a sun dog. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen two. Mm -hmm actually so lots of interesting things to look at and so and we saw even one time where the cloud was colored like a rainbow yeah which is also a yep, unique thing really to neat. see and those are usually in cirrus clouds mm -hmm. because of the ice crystals yeah so cumulus we're going to do a talk about a specific one because this one is called king of the clouds yes and it is the cumulo nimbus or the king of clouds and this is the iconic big storm cloud looks like a mountain they go so high and so in in the clouds curriculum we talk about the atmosphere yep. and all the different layers of the atmosphere the troposphere which bird can fly into the highest level we mm -hmm. talk about the griffin vulture and different things like that but the cumulonimbus is specifically the big mountain and so what's interesting about it is that it used to be categorized as the ninth cloud. So when they first started to categorize the clouds, they were numbered and the cumulonimbus was at number nine. It's the tallest. So you talk about being on cloud nine, like you're up high, you're feeling good. You know, you're on cloud nine. You're happy. Yeah, you're happy. <laughs> so you're on cloud nine. You're on the highest, you're in the highest point. 
You're but high. then they went and ruined it. They ruined it. They changed the classification, but that saying stuck being on cloud nine. It comes from the cumulonimbus. So you have a story about actually being inside of a cumulonimbus cloud and you were learning about clouds when they happened, right? Yeah. So when we were in an airplane getting ready to go to the Florida homeschool convention, the pilot had warned us we were flying into a storm in Orlando. And it was kind of cool because even though we wrote these and my kids have heard all of them, once they became like designed and beautiful, we went through all of them again. And we were going through clouds. Actually, we are going through the clouds unit right now still. And it was like a cloud field trip for my 11 year old. He's like, oh, look at those are cumulus clouds. Oh, they're turning into rain clouds. They're cumulonimbus. And we were able to see them actually form. Mm -hmm. And that was really crazy because they form so quickly. It was amazing. I was telling everyone that I took my kid on the ultimate cloud field trip. But mm -hmm. as we were going down to land, I mean, it was bumpy. These clouds yeah. are bumpy. There's a lot going on inside. And generally, the taller the cloud, the more severe the storm will be. Mm. And this was not a severe storm, but it was really, really cool to be able to see that when we were studying it. Wow. So I encourage you, if you're going to do the clouds unit, to take an airplane ride. <laughs> but the funny thing is, that's actually probably a pretty unique experience yeah. because usually the pilots will try and go up over the cloud. Mm -hmm. So they usually tend to go up 48,000 feet and they tend to hit a ceiling, basically. Yes which yeah. gives them an anvil shape. Yep. Once they, so the first layer of the atmosphere, which you will learn all about in the clouds unit, you'll learn all the layers of the atmosphere is the troposphere. And that's where clouds live. Well, the cumulonimbus, I mean, they are growing so fast, but once they hit the stratosphere, the second layer, the pressure is so great that they flatten, the, the mm -hmm. clouds are flattened and you can see it. it's like the anvil shape in the sky. So mm -hmm. we've seen that since we've studied clouds and my kids are like, look at that. What we're seeing right there is the stratosphere. Mm -hmm. So cool. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember to sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com/outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. 
We had a somewhat last minute get together recently and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash outside120 code outside120. Yeah, you can see the stratosphere through the yeah. cumulonimbus. It's so neat. So pilots, and I think probably maybe more so, especially in small planes, they do not want to go through a cumulonimbus cloud. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a violent, this is where hail comes from. Yeah. Like if you ever see hail, lightning, or thunder, it is 100% a cumulonimbus. So pilots do not want to go through that. And what they'll do instead of going through is they'll go up and over because mm -hmm. there tends to be a top right? Mm -hmm. It tends to be 48,000 feet, 50,000 feet. So they're going to go up and over. Well, there's one pilot who went to go up and over. His name is Lieutenant Colonel William Rankin, and he went to go up and over the cloud and his plane malfunctioned. The engine stopped at about 48,000 feet. And so he had to figure out what to do and he ejected and he ended up riding through the cumulonimbus with a parachute. And I'm pretty sure he's the only person who's ever actually been in a cumulonimbus cloud. And so what happened was, is the fall should have taken him 10 minutes, but because he was in the cloud, it took him 40 minutes to come down. It was freezing cold. So he got like frostbite. He's getting hit by hail. There's lightning going everywhere. It took him 40 minutes. It's like throwing him up, throwing him down. He lived to tell about it though. And he is That's the only crazy. person who has actually gone through the heart of the king of clouds. And he was in it for 40 minutes. That's crazy. I mean, he was probably being completely thrown around. Yeah, just crazy. Turbulence. So the lightning is in there and lightning is interesting because lightning gets to be four times as hot as the sun and the lightning bolts strike. They're almost 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit instantaneously. I mean, just this huge heat and it happens in like a few millions of a second. And then that causes the expanse of air around it to make the thunder sound, mm -hmm. the waves of thunder. And so that is part of the cumulonimbus. And there's all types of lightning. You know, I thought it was only cloud to ground, you know, when you see those really striking lightning bolts. But you can also have lightning within the cloud. You can have lightning that goes from the cloud to the air. And you can have lightning that goes from a cloud to a cloud. Which that would be cool yeah, to see. Yeah, that would be cool unless you were in an airplane. Yeah, right. Just strike yeah, right across the sky. Cool. The most common is in the cloud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cloud to so ground cool. is not the most common. The best lightning displays are in Venezuela. Ooh. We should go. Okay, field trip. Field trip to Venezuela. Yep. If you live in Venezuela, you get the best lightning displays. Mm -hmm. The best thunderstorms or cumulonimbus clouds are in the tropics. Ah, so interesting. Yeah, they get the tallest there. They can get up to 14,000 miles. Wow. Feet? No, not feet. I, I bet they're taller. Yeah, 14,000 miles. So yeah. some clouds, the most powerful cumulonimbus clouds can actually breach through into the stratosphere. Because mm -hmm. they're that big and yeah, that powerful. They're so powerful. Clouds are heavy. Some clouds. Yes. They say the average cumulus cloud is the weight of a jumbo jet. Wow. I don't think of clouds as having weight, but it's water vapor. Mm -hmm. And if you 
breathe outside on a cold day, that's a cumulus cloud. Mm -hmm. So when you breathe that out, that water vapor and it and it makes that white. I yep. mean, that is a cloud. You can breathe a cumulus cloud. It is cool. And in the clouds unit, you learn all about the cloud cycle, like how they're made, mm -hmm. which is really neat. Yeah. And then there's a really specific type of cloud in Australia that got a full chapter in this cloud book, the one from the Cloud Appreciation Society. It's called the Morning Glory. And pilots surf on it with their planes. Oh. It's like super rare. It's called the morning glory. And they, it's like this, I think it's like this long tube and somehow they can go on top of it and it makes their plane go way faster. That's so crazy. So they go cloud surfing. That is crazy. But only in Australia. That one's only there. Okay. Which is just such a cool thing about our world. It's like just no matter where you live, there are unique and really special things that you can learn about. And in our clouds unit, we talk about a lot of the artists that have looked at our skies and painted mm -hmm. different things like Van Gogh. Yep, he painted, they think, he's never admitted this, but it's very clear, the Kelvin Helmholtz clouds. It's named after two scientists who studied these type of clouds. And these clouds are actually made by having two different velocities. And in the clouds unit, the kids learn about velocity and it measures how fast something moves in one direction. And these two scientists discovered that when the velocity of two fluids is different, it forms waves because it's unstable. And this can happen in the air with clouds like the Kelvin Helmholtz clouds. Yeah, that's those, a hard one to say, but it's just a wave cloud. It's so cool, but it's and made so the same way. Yeah, he, he must have seen He must have seen, seen it. one. And I've never seen that, but it's Me the either. same process as waves like in the ocean. Yeah, and I read recently about because of where he lives, it would have been possible that he would have seen one. Yeah. The waves in the sky and what a cool looking cloud. That's in A Starry Night. Mm-hmm. That's in yeah, that painting. It's really neat. So in this one, we learn all about Van Gogh, this unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really neat. There's been a lot of painters that have painted the different skies. And what a cool thing for a kid to do. Yep. You know, if you're listening to this in the summer, you can go paint the different clouds. So there, you've got three types that you would be trying to paint. And it would be harder to paint the stratus, but you could paint, you know, just it's just kind of a flat, big mm -hmm. layer and mm -hmm. plain. And that maybe would make the other things stand out. Or if you painted it at a sunset or a sunrise, then the stratus cloud is going to get some of the color from the sun. And yep be really beautiful at those times of day. So you could totally paint that. You could paint the mare's tails. That's a cirrus mm -hmm. wispy in the sky. Just really beautiful, great for photos. And then the cumulus or the cumulonimbus is a big storm with all that lightning in there. And then there's all the specific ones like the lenticularis that looks like a UFO. So it'd be a fun thing to do this summer. It's a fun thing to do. Did you know Van Gogh only sold one painting in his whole life? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy, but he kept going. Mm -hmm. He was self-taught. Yeah, but he really struggled. Yeah, he really struggled. There's a great book about him that we read called Vincent Van Gogh. He saw the world in vibrant colors mm -hmm. and it goes through his life and has really cool questions that you can ask yourself mm -hmm. and different things like that. So we we'll hope you got out of this. You know, you know, the three main types of clouds came from Luke Howard, the Godfather. The Godfather came up with those in 1802, and those are the three main types. But if you add on the word nimbus, then you can further that because then you know nimbus means rain. And so the cumulonimbus is the big rain cloud, and the nimbostratus is that layer of cloud that just rains and rains and rains and rains for hours and hours and just is, can be spread out for thousands of miles. And you can wow your friends with you your can. cloud knowledge. Very cool. And there's so much more in the unit itself. Mm -hmm. In the unit, you're making a prism. You're yeah. making 
making a rainbow. You're learning about hexagons, Hawaii. One of the really interesting things is the Namib desert beetle. Yes. Which, you know, in, in desert environments, sometimes the only water they're getting is from the fog. And so the Namib desert beetle, and you'll learn a lot about it in the unit, but it has a certain way that it holds its body so that it can collect the moisture from the fog. Yeah, because that's the only moisture that this desert gets, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. It inverts its body and it has little ridges and it has the fog lands on it and it goes right into the mouth of the desert beetle. Yeah, it's got like a collection system by the way it holds its body. And in fact, scientists have tried to copy that beetle. And they can't. They can't do it. No. Yeah, it's wild. So, you know, the clouds, we, what we notice a lot is the mackerel sky. That is one of the things too. Mackerel sky, mackerel sky, never long wet, never long dry. So the weather's moving in quickly. And that is just a beautiful lines and just a beautiful sky. So we always are noticing the mackerel sky and it comes from a type of mackerel fish, but only one type of mackerel fish. There's actually a bunch of types of mackerel fish and they don't all look like the mackerel sky with those stripes on it. But that's another thing that you learn about. It's interesting how the words, they coincide, that there's a fish that mm-hmm. has, an, has mm-hmm. a, a name that's similar to the clouds. Mm-hmm. And you wonder which came first. Yep. We learn about London fog, which isn't really fog, Ginny. Mm. It's pollution. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah. But that was interesting. Yeah. There's lots to learn about when we talk about clouds. So you can check it out and maybe you might even have somewhere around if you were born in time in 2004. So, you know, if you're in your 20s or older, you might have seen cloud stamps. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, cloud stamps. You can the do this if office. you were born 2004 or later. <laughs> But if you were born in 2004 or earlier, you were alive when there was cloud stamps from the post office. That's they a did big cloud deal. stamps. But they had a they had a beg for it from the Cloud Appreciation Society. So okay. let's end with the Cloud Appreciation yes, Society. I want to join. We should join the Cloud Appreciation okay. Society. They're definitely on Instagram. I saw. I'll see if they'll come onto our podcast. But the Cloud Appreciation Society was started by Gavin, Gavin Preter Piney. And he's got a couple books and they're really cool books. Mm-hmm. I love the one that has all the pictures that got sent in. But he talks about how we live in the sky. Yeah. We actually live in the sky and all of this stuff is around us. And he talks about how it's one of the easiest nature things to talk about because everyone experiences it. And by learning about the clouds, you learn that every single type of weather offers great things. And here's what he says. Clouds are nature's poetry and the most egalitarian of her displays since everyone can have a fantastic view of them. We pledge to fight blue sky thinking whenever we find it. Life would be dull if we had to look up at cloudless monotony day after day. Okay, I'm going to appreciate the stratus clouds now. Okay, that's good. All right, well, I want to join. Yes, and he says, most people barely seem to notice the clouds and someone needs to stand up Mm -hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. We will stand up for them. I mean, you, you're going to study this and you're going to notice the clouds. Yes. And you're going to notice things and you're like, oh my goodness, I've lived this long and I've never seen that. Well, you have seen it. Mm-hmm. You just didn't notice it. Yeah, like the moon dogs and yep. the sun dogs. Yes, absolutely. So there we go. I hope that you notice your clouds this summer. Uh, I bet you'll see a cumulonimbus maybe once or twice. Those are the big summer storms that come through. Mm -hmm. And you can notice with your family and you can name them. There's really only three names to be aware of. And then you add on that nimbus and that helps with if it's a rain cloud or not a rain cloud. Mm -hmm. And you can wow your friends. I'm wowed. 
Yeah, with your knowledge. All right, we're gonna. We said we were gonna end with one of the dinner table discussion okay. questions at the end. So each of our units ends with dinner time family discussion questions. I was so gonna ask you. That, nope, I was gonna ask you. Oh yeah, you were gonna ask me, but you That's missed fine. it. I took okay. the book first because I failed this. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Okay, so here is one of the questions. Oh, you already answered the one about the airplane, so that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. When you already answered, you actually answered a lot of these There's about your favorite cloud, and I already answered that. You already oh, answered oh, a do lot that of one. These. Do that. One. Okay. Okay. Okay, stratus clouds make mm -hmm. for some very gloomy days. So before I learned about clouds, I wouldn't have known what a stratus cloud was. Mm -hmm. But now, if you're listening, you would know that these are the, the blanket clouds. So stratus clouds make for some very gloomy days. What are some things that you enjoy doing on a cloudy gray day? Mm, hanging out with my kids, playing games. We read a lot on those days. It's like the cozy days and it is true it is true i like to say i would always want blue skies but then i don't get the cozy days mm -hmm. and it's interesting because seasonal affective disorder it definitely affects if you're more north and you have a lot of these gray days but they say it also affects if you live in a place where there's blue skies it's the fact that we crave variety mm -hmm. and if it's the same 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 it's a it's a lesser amount of people but you can still get seasonal affective disorder in areas where there's no variety which is blue, blue, blue. All right, so here's your question. Okay. Would you rather have a sky full of clouds that block the sun for an entire year, stratus clouds, or a sky absent of all clouds for a full year, just blue? I would go absent. Okay. I mean, just because we've too. lived in Michigan yes, and it's so hard, those too. are really long winters. But I mean, you can see that there's no perfect, that's mm -hmm. not the perfect solution. Mm -hmm. The best thing is that it changes and there's different types like we talked about today and it makes our life better. It's awesome. So thanks for being here. See ya. We are on cloud nine. <laughs> Goodbye. Being with you today. Yeah, we may have peed on our chairs. <laughs> and that is the end. Check out Add the Wonder Nature curriculum. Cloud unit is available. You can get 10% off with clouds 10. Clouds 10. Clouds 10. And if you're not interested, then now you know what the different types of clouds are. And you can tell your friends. Bye, Bella. <laughs> Goodbye. Did you hear that noise? I wonder if they caught that. Okay, that was a hot mess. <laughs>Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.